Have you ever seen or heard of the bumper sticker that is entitled, If God puts you on hold, don't hang up? You ever heard of that? If God puts you on hold, don't hang up. That's the title of my message today. If God puts you on hold, don't hang up. How many of you have ever been put on hold? Let me put your hands down. How many of you ever got angry when you were put on hold? Let me put your hands down. How many of you have ever hung up? I've hung up more than once. First of all, I'd like to talk about from Scripture people that have been put on hold. If you would, turn me down just a little bit. I sound just a little bit too loud for myself. Thank you. People who were put on hold. Moses. Anybody remember Moses? One of the greatest men that's ever walked on the face of the earth. Moses. Moses was put on hold for 40 years on the backside of the desert before God spoke to him from the burning bush. Think about that. Moses didn't really begin his ministry until he was 80 years of age. His life was broke up in three sections of 40. And he didn't really begin his ministry until he was 80 years of age. David, King David, was chased by Saul for 16 years in the wilderness before he was crowned king of Judah. 16 years he was running for his life. Jesus, listen to this, Jesus let Lazarus die. Yes, he did. He let him die. Then waited before showing up at the cemetery. Now, in our instructions yesterday, and with Chris and Sandy there, we talked about funerals and things to do and things not to do, and we related, I'm a stickler for being on time. I don't like to be late for anything, and I don't like people around me being late. And that's one thing that you, that you just for a funeral, you don't show up late. If you're going to show up late, it'd probably be better if you don't show up. Jesus, according to Martha and Mary, he showed up late. He kept Mary and Martha waiting, as a matter of fact, for four days. He kept them waiting. Some people get through immediately. Don't you just hate it when it happens to somebody else and it doesn't? They get through just right away. Jairus, remember him from Mark chapter 5? Came to beg for the life of his daughter. Jesus went with him immediately. But I'm sure that you've read the story, you know the story, that on the way, Jairus got news that his 12-year-old daughter died. And Jesus turns and he looks at Jairus and he says those six immortal words, do not be afraid, only believe. That's the key for each of us here today, and that is not being afraid, but taking God at his word. Amen? Because he is trustworthy. God is trustworthy. The nobleman came to beg for the life of his son. Jesus healed him immediately. The man who was lame for 37 years at the pool of Bethesda immediately walked, but it was a 37-year process of waiting. 
And he was at the sheep market. And all of a sudden, the good shepherd comes to the sheep market and he heals this man that had been lame for 37 years and he was instantly healed. It's amazing what God is able to do. So, so we ask the question, why, why God puts us on hold? Why? What, what may be some of the reasons? Well, first of all, you may be on hold because God is testing your character. God may be testing your character. The, the book of James says in chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, My brethren, this is hard for, this is hard for me. I love scripture, but I struggle with this part right here. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. That, that word uh, temptations there means different kinds of testings. Isn't it just joyful? Don't you just leap and shout when you're tested? Isn't it great? Don't you just love it? Bring it on, God. Yes, just give me another one. Don't you love it? Of course we don't. It's hard. James goes on and says, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh what? Worketh patience. Listen to the New International Translation version of that. Consider it pure joy. Go ahead, everybody swallow. My brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testings of your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. We are told to hold on by faith, which means that we bring honor to God. But it also means we develop stronger faith in Him. Why? Why are we told this? Well, when God puts us on hold, the reason that he puts us on hold, the ultimate reason, is so that you and I can be conformed to be more like his son, Jesus Christ. That's the ultimate reason. If I want to be like anybody, I want to be more like Jesus, don't you? I want to be more like Jesus Christ. There's a lot of people that I admire. There, there's a man in, in our, our movement, when I mention him, many of you may have met him, may know him, Dr. Paul Laverne Walker. He pastored the Great Mount Perrin Church uh, in Atlanta, Georgia, for about 37 years. Uh, he, he, uh, when he first went there in the late 60s, it only ran a couple hundred people. When he became general overseer of the Church of God, his membership was 15,000 people. That's our church in Atlanta, Georgia, and I have... Uh, admired his life, and his life has been such a blessing to me. But we ask ourselves at times, why? Why are, are we put on hold? Number two, uh, you may be on hold because God is purifying your motives. Your motives. Sometimes we are put on hold because God wants to check our motives of why we ask or why we work. Note what James says in James chapter 4, verse 3. You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. The New International Version says of that verse, when you ask, you do not receive because you ask with wrong motives, that you may spend what you get on your pleasures. Woo! Wow. That's rough. Number three, you may be on hold because God is focusing your faith. There are many times when we lose our focus. It may be because of fear or impatient. 
or doubts. Mary and Martha sent a message to tell Jesus that their brother Lazarus was sick. The sisters, listen to this, the sisters expected Jesus to heal him from a distance. But he did nothing for two days. Then Jesus took approximately two days to get to Bethany where Mary and Martha were and where Lazarus was buried. Lazarus had been dead for four days. In the interim, Mary and Martha both kept saying to one another, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother would not have died. If you had only been here, Jesus, Lazarus would not have died. I want to remind us of something today. Jesus always knows what he is doing. And in our lives, as we trust him, Jesus never arrives early and he never arrives late. Jesus is always right on time. Let's give him praise for that today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah to the wonderful name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Mary and Martha doubted the Lord could raise him from the dead. They doubted. They doubted. They were weeping because Lazarus died, and they lost their faith in Jesus as the miracle worker. They had more, listen to this, they had more faith in death than they had in Jesus, who said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. I stand before you today having the privilege to stand behind this sacred desk one more time, and I tell you emphatically, I have never seen Jesus face to face. I never have. But I see him in many of you. I don't have to see Jesus physically to know that he is who he says he is. I know that he is the son of God. I know that he has saved me. I know that he has washed my sins away. The Bible says that he is the sender of the Holy Spirit of God. At, the, at 17 years of age, he baptized me with the Holy Spirit. The Lord woke me this morning at 3.30 in the morning. And uh, I was having a dream. And my, my wife asked me what uh, I was dreaming about. And I said, it has something to do with my checkbook. It has something to do with my checkbook. That's all I know. And then I felt the presence of God. I'm laying there in bed at 3.30 this morning, and I felt the presence of God come over me, and I just started praying, and I just started asking God's blessings for this day and for souls to be saved. And before I knew it, I'm laying there in bed, and I began praying in a heavenly language, hallelujah, that the Holy Spirit of God has perfected in praying through me. And I felt the power and the presence of Almighty God. I don't have to see Jesus to know that He is real. I tell you today that He is Emmanuel. He is the living, sovereign Savior of the world. He is the King of kings, the, the lily of the valley, the bright and morning star, the rose of Sharon, the alpha, the omega, the beginning and the end, the model savior, the uplifted savior, the restorer of the penitent, the soon and coming king. I tell you that Jesus Christ is the son of almighty God. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. It feels good to preach like that. <laughs> you may be on hold because God may be dealing with unconfessed sin in your life. Sometimes when we do not hear from God, maybe because of sin in our lives, and every single person here today 
that it's the age of accountability, including myself. We have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're in good company. Everyone, there's not one perfect person among us. I haven't arrived. I know I'm not even close. But I can tell you every day, I want to be more like Jesus. I love him. I want to be more like him. Listen to what the prophet said 600 years before Christ came in the incarnation in Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2. Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened that he cannot save, neither is his ear heavy that he cannot hear. But your iniquities have separated between you and your God, and your sins have hid his face from you that he will not hear. Wow. The psalmist also said in Psalm 66, verse 18, If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. That means is that if we willfully sin and we hide it in our heart, he will not hear us. The New International Translation says, If I had cherished sin in my heart, the Lord will not have listened. Oh my, it's important to do what is right in the sight of God. Remember today, my church family, that God forgives both known and unknown sins. If we have a repentant heart and spirit before the Lord. Because His Word says that whosoever, that's you, that's me, that's those watching by way of media, whosoever will call upon the name of the Lord, that's the prayer that He hears. But if we as children of God, if we, if we have ill feelings or, or bitterness or anger in our hearts and we come down to the altar, and again, the altar is, is uh, the meeting place with God where humanity meets with God. And if we come and we have those things in our heart and we come and with our gimme list and we ask God to do this for us and we ask God to do this for us and we have God to do this for us and we ask God to do this and oh yes, we ask God to do this. But we have those things in our heart. God will not answer our prayers. Because he cannot go against his word. And there's not a one of us here today, you, me, that he will make an exception for. He will not. He loves us that much. Number five, maybe we're on hold because God may be dealing with a broken relationship. Sometimes God does not hear us, nor does he communicate with us, because we have sin in our lives that has caused broken relationships. I'm praying with a, with a, a couple right now whose hearts are, are heavy, uh, and their marriage is, is strained because of the broken relationship between them. I'm praying for reconciliation. I'm praying that God will touch them and bring healing into their lives. I love this family. Whosoever is angry with his brother without cause shall be in danger of the judgment. Whosoever shall say to his brother, Reka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever, listen real carefully, but whosoever shall say, thou fool, shall be in danger of hellfire. You understand that scripture? The scripture says that if you go around calling people fools, you are in danger of going to hell. You understand that? Very, very important. Sometimes God has us on hold because maybe we have problems brother to brother or spouse to spouse or parent to child or child to parent. 
If you are on hold because of broken relationships, then there's some things we need to do. First of all, pray for forgiveness. Matthew 6, 12, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Now, those are some very familiar words to us. Forgive, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. If we will not forgive others, God will not forgive us. Everybody get that? He won't. Pastor Gary, have you ever had difficulty forgiving someone? Yes. Yes, I have. Yep. If you have wronged a fellow Christian, go and make it right. Thirdly, if a fellow Christian has wronged you, you have awed in your heart toward a brother. The Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 15, you must go and make it right. Moreover, if thy brother shall trespass against thee, go and tell him his fault between thee and him alone. If he shall hear you, thou hast gained thy brother. Now that's a powerful verse. Hallelujah. Amen. And amen. I'm going to ask the musicians if they will come back, please, to the platform, to the instruments. Rachel, if you begin playing, please. You may be on hold because, and this is really important, you may be on hold because of spiritual warfare. Now, I'm going to get deep here for a moment in Scripture. Okay, so everybody stay with me. The Bible tells us that sometimes when God does not answer our request, it is because there is satanic opposition. The devil is a real person. And I do not say that in a boastful manner because I want to remind you, the devil is a defeated foe. Let's give God praise for that reality today. defeated the Bible tells us that there's a day that's coming when God is going to send one angel not 10,000 but one angel with a long chain and the Bible says that the door to the bottomless pit is going to be opened up and that one angel not a multitude that one angel is going to take that chain is going to wrap Satan up and throw him into the bottomless pit and kick the door closed hallelujah Pastor Gary, why are you so dramatic about that? Because we need to understand that our God is an all-powerful God. The Holy Spirit of God can be everywhere at one time. Satan is not omnipresent. He can only be in one place at one time. I am not afraid of the devil because the Bible says that greater is he that is within me than he that is within the world. Hallelujah. I've been bought by the blood of the Lamb of Jesus Christ. I am on my way to heaven and the devil cannot stop me. I wish somebody would give him a shout of praise today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Sounds like Super Bowl Sunday in here today, don't it? Hallelujah. Daniel in the Old Testament prayed for an answer from God but didn't get it for 21 days even though he fasted. The answer didn't come for 21 days and I'm about to explain to you why. 
Holy Spirit, please, what I'm about to say, please drop it in their minds and their spirits. Help them to understand what I'm about to say. Scripture says, I set my face into the Lord God to seek thy prayer and supplication, to seek thee with prayer and supplication and fasting and sackcloth and ashes. I, Daniel, was mourning three full weeks. I ate no pleasant bread. Neither came meat nor wine in my mouth. Neither did I anoint myself at all until three whole weeks were fulfilled. Daniel did not get the answer for three weeks until Michael, the archangel, the war angel, came to him from heaven. Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, talking about fasting, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. This is Gabriel, the revelation angel, that is speaking to Daniel. Gabriel is the revelation angel that stands in the very presence of God. And wherever there is a divine revelation that God is going to send throughout the land, he always sends Gabriel, the revelation angel. And God sent Gabriel the very first day that Daniel began to pray and fast. But I'm about to tell you what happened. And I am come for thy words, but, and remember the word but means a contrast is coming. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia. Persia is modern day Iran. The prince, a satanic spirit that was over Persia, Iran, withstood me 21 days. There was war in heaven. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days. Pastor Gary, help me to understand a little bit more. God saw the wrestling that was happening in the atmosphere that we could not see with a natural eye. And Gabriel was coming and this satanic spirit over the country of Persia that is modern day Iran came in the atmosphere and intercepted him and they were wrestling and they were warring. He is the revelation angel. God saw what was happening. God sees what's happening in your life. God has appointed angels over you, specific angels over your life. God dispatched Michael, the war angel, the archangel, and he came and he grabbed that spirit around the neck, put a half Nelson on him. Hallelujah. And, and Gabriel was able to come and give the revelation for his people. There was war in heaven, but the revelation came. It was heard the first day. Daniel didn't understand why he didn't get it the first day, but God knew, and the answer came. I tell you today, my church family, if God has put you on hold, I beg you today, do not hang up on God. got a plan. The answer's on the way. The Spirit of God is moving throughout the land. Your answer is on the way. Just stay on the phone. You may be on hold. You may hear the heavenly music. Keep listening. Keep tapping your toe. But whatever you do, don't hang up on God. If you're able, stand all over the building. Let's give him a shout of praise in the house of God. 
Give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 We're going to have communion in just a moment, but I feel impressed and I felt this earlier. There are some folks here in the sound of my voice. You're carrying some heavy burdens, some heavy burdens. Whoever you are, I want you to slip out of your seat right now and come and stand right here in front. Don't wait. Don't hesitate. Move quickly because I'm going to pray for you before we move into communion. Those that are still in your seats, lift your hands again and give God praise in his house. He inhabits the praises of his people. Give him praise in his house. Give him praise in his house. Father, you see all things, all things. I had no idea, God, that so many would come today. But Lord, every single one of them, they are precious. And I love them. I love them. And I thank you for them. But I I also know in reality that I I don't love them the way that you love them. Because you created them. You created them. And Lord, you see them male and female alike standing in your presence. And you are keenly aware of the weight of the burden that they carry. I tell you today, as I quoted from Scripture... God's arm is not short that he could not save and his ear is available to hear you today. Trust him. Those of you that came, trust him. I'm not telling you as you've come that he's going to immediately remove the burden that you're carrying. But what I am telling you is that stay on the Holy Ghost line. Don't hang up on God. God will see you through at some point. The answer may come today. The answer may come next week. The answer may come 21 days from now. But I can promise you one thing. As you remain faithful to God, the answer will come. And you will know that it's God's answer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Those still in their seats, you're a child of God. Stretch your hands this way and help me pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, I stretch my hands in the direction of all of these precious lives that have come seeking you. They haven't come to me. They've come to you. And I pray, God, knowing that you're the great burden bearer, I pray, God, that you will move in their lives individually as well as corporately. You are more than able. Your grace is sufficient. Your grace is sufficient. Holy Spirit, I pray that you will help them as they have brought it to the altar, that they will trust in you to be able to leave it at the altar and your care, God. However many pieces of luggage they brought, However many baggage they brought, help them, God, to leave it at the altar and to trust in you and to stay on the phone, 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 phone, because the answer from heaven is going to come. I believe it, and I give you praise for it. Hallelujah. If you believe it, give God a shout of praise in his house. Hallelujah. I can tell you that the answer is on the way. It's on the way. Because God loves you just as much as he loved Daniel. And heaven heard him the first day. But the answer was hindered. But the answer came. 
the answer came. You hear, you hear this simple preacher today? Please, please, don't hang up on God. Don't, young people, don't hang up on God. Single adult, don't hang up on God. Single mother, don't hang up on God. Single father, grandparent, don't, don't hang up on God. Please, please, don't hang up on God. Stay on the line as long as it takes. Stay on the line as long as it takes. Because God will come through. I promise you, God will come through for you. He will, because He's God. And He loves you. You believe that today? Amen. Hallelujah. Let's give Him praise. Hallelujah. I'm going to ask our ushers if they will begin serving communion at this time. If you'll remain standing if you're able. You're welcome to return to your seats if you'd like. To my baby sister, Teresa, today. I would give my life for you. I exhort you and I encourage you today. Stay on the phone. I know you love the Lord. I know it's been hard. It's been tough. Ron, oh, wonderful brother-in-law. Stay on the phone. Because God's about to speak. Oh, I, I felt the Holy Ghost when I said that. God is about to speak. Oh, yes. God is about to speak. Joyce, God is about to speak. Kim, God is about to speak. Stephen, Mandy, God is about to speak. Heidi, God is about to speak. Hallelujah. Jody, he's about to speak. Brenda, he's about to speak. God, God. Not some God of wood, hay, or stubble, but the sovereign God of the universe. He is about to speak. He is about to move in our midst. Hallelujah.